Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. It's so good to be here. Uh, Pastor Jill... And Maddie, if you're, you know, I don't know where he is. He's somewhere around here or he's at home just loving on all of the babies and all of the kids who aren't babies anymore. But uh, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, this is an absolute honor and privilege to be here. I'm sorry, I drove 20 hours. So the brain is still um, trying to connect and fire. But honestly, I have to say, I, I, I will fail to find words, truly, but your house, I ran in here, the worship was already started, and uh, I just kept saying to the Lord, I love your house, I love your house, I feel so at home here, Uh, the house that you have created and are continuing to nurture and create and lead is a house where I, I sense he feels so at home here, and I know that's your heart's cry, is God, allow us the privilege to create a space where you feel at home. Therefore, so many come in and just feel that embrace of the Lord. And so I'm just so grateful. I'm so refreshed already. I'm going to go home so refreshed and, and uh, inspired. So thank you for the great honor and privilege. I love you so much. Okay. I have so much to say uh, and such little time, which is the story of my life. So let's, let's open this up. But you know what? Um, just uh, Maybe I'll give you a little bit of history because some of you may have been here November 2019, and uh, what an honor that was. And I wish I could go back in time and tell my past self, like, don't leave. I should have just stayed here because the world, right? The world. 2020, I had no idea what was coming. So as I left Florida back to snowy, it was November, we got our first snowfall, and then the world really took a a hard left. And, you know, truth is, I should have just stayed. Been like, babe, you've got the the four kids, I'm gonna gonna stick around. Uh, But gosh, so much has happened since I have been here. And I do believe that the church is in her finest days. And uh, I believe this word, as I bring it, I do believe that as you, if you're part of Colonial here, how beautiful, what a house to belong to. If you've come here from another church in the area, or maybe this is your first time being in church, uh, maybe this is a new thing for you, I do believe that you are going to be empowered and equipped uh, to go home, to go back to wherever you've come from, or to remain and, uh, and be equipped in Jesus' name. So listen, I'm so excited. Uh, my family is here, but they've gone uh, to eat something somewhere because the food here food trucks. I mean, it's just all so good. So they're out. He's feeding the kids. I have my daughter here, Miss Abby. And if you, yeah, she's my second born. Turn your eyes to the screen. This is my whole fam jam. So first came Caleb. Okay, first came him. So we'll start there. Uh, We're, you know, uh, fell in love at 15 and I didn't look back. Those blue eyes got me. And then came all the children, Judah, Abby, Finley, and Rowan, and they're just amazing, and uh, I'm afraid that I have uh, exposed them to a better life here, so I'm like, don't get, he's out, he's catching waves, I'm like, no, I'm like, shield your eyes, oh, 
So, uh, gosh, I might regret this trip, but no, no, that's okay. Um, Let's open up the word to Judges 4. And uh, I'm going to give you a whole lot of Bible, but uh, I believe that it's it's going to inspire you as we kind of chat about one of my favorite women in the Bible, and that is Deborah. And she is just, I, I believe Deborah puts the like, whoa, in woman. She's pretty impressive. She has quite the resume. Uh, some of you might know that she is a prophet. That's one of the titles on her resume, a prophet. She is a judge. Uh, she's also uh, the wife of La- Lapidoth. Hey, you got some babies on the way? Put it on the list. Uh, just saying, it would be very unique. So she's, I mean, she's... Uh, she has much going on at home, and then there she is a judge and a prophet. Uh, and another you know, word for judge really is just a leader. And in this time that we're going to open up to, the Israelites didn't yet have a king. They didn't yet have a, somebody to look to to take the lead. And uh, so at this time, God uh, had sent prophets and judges to take the lead, who would hear the word of the Lord and would lead the people. And so we're opening up to Judges 4, uh, 10, uh, 1 to 10, sorry. So Ead, he was a judge, but listen up, he's dead. So here we are, an opportunity for leadership, for somebody to rise up. And this is where Deborah comes in. Ead is dead. The children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. And so the Israelites were on this uh, routine of going their own way. And uh, before we take a moment and go, oh, gosh, I I mean, we can relate to that, where we can go our own way, and we need to kind of rein it in and begin to walk with the Lord again. And so this is kind of where they're at. The Lord sold them because of their disobedience into the hand of Jabin, who is the king of Canaan. So Jabin. And then the leader of the army of the Canaanite army was Sisera. Can you all say Sisera? Yeah, it's just fun to say, Sisera. Sisera was the leader of the army at the time, and this army had 900 uh, chariots of iron, and for 20 long years, the Canaanite people oppressed the Israelites. And so if you think about the context of the days that we're living in, I know the world, as I said, has gone through quite a shift, hey, since 2020. But if you can imagine for 20 years being under this oppression where uh, they, they were unable to live in the fullness and the fruitfulness of what God had called them to, to walk in. 20 long years. And because of this, Deborah, a prophetess, wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel at the time. And she would sit under the palm tree of Deborah. I mean, she was even such a significant person. She had her own palm tree. And as I was jogging the beach this morning, I'm like, I get it, Deborah. I get it. I mean, it's a good place to hang out. People would come and uh, she would uh, judge scenarios. She would bring peace. She was a leader at the time, but she got a word of the Lord for Barak, who was the leader of the Israelite army. So she got a word of the Lord for him. He was a warrior. So here you have a prophet, and then you have a warrior, Barak. She got a word of the Lord saying, come on, it's time, Barak, to rise up. This is what she says. Has not the Lord God of Israel commanded you, go and deploy the troops. Take with you 10,000 men and deploy Sisera, the commander of the Jabin army with the chariots and all the multitudes. I will deliver them. And so Deborah's coming with such an encouraging word 
for Barak, saying, listen, God is giving you victory. Are you grateful for the people in your life who get a word of the Lord for you when you're walking through a battle? So listen, you have victory. We actually are operating from victory, not for victory. This was the, the word of the Lord from Deborah to Barak, saying, come on, let's take back the territory. But Barak said to her, I will not go. If you will go with me, then I will go. I, I can't go without you. What we're seeing here is Barak is actually going, I don't have faith for that. I, I'm struggling to believe that God is going to be with me in this way. And how many relate to that? Where you go, I just, all I see is the battle. All I see is the mountain standing in front of me. Maybe you're in a situation like that where it seems like God has turned his face and struggling to have faith that he's going to be with you. Well, this is where he is at in his mindset, in his self-talk. And she said, listen, I will go with you, but nevertheless, there will be no glory for you. Because here's what Barak is doing. He's going, okay, God, you, you have a, a dream and a vision and a promise for my life. But he's like, can we just kind of shrink it down to size, to the capacity that I feel, to the faith that I have? And how many know that we've actually got to step into the calling? we got to step into the promise of God for our life, and it might be bigger than we feel, right? But she goes, listen, because of this, your lack of faith, God is going to deliver these people into the hand of a woman. And so here we are. We're starting this story with uh, Deborah, but it actually ends with another woman. It's pretty exciting. So what happens is they get a lot of victory. All of the men that were on Team Canaan, okay, all of them, uh, absolutely, uh, I, I don't know how to say this, but they, they, they died. Um, and then Sisera, okay, goes running, and he goes running into the tent of a woman named Jael. And he gets to her, and he's hiding in her tent. And he says, please give me a little water to drink. I'm so thirsty. She opens up a jug of milk and gives it to him, covers him with a blanket. And here he, he thinks, oh, I'm so safe. He goes, listen, if anyone comes by, just let them know that I'm in here, I'm, or I'm not in here. Just let them, nobody's in, in, the, in my tent. And she goes, no problem. But instead, he passes out. And this is where it gets a little Buffy the Vampire Slayer on us tonight. So what does, she, what does she do? She takes a tent peg because here she is in her tent. She uses what is in her house, takes the tent peg and a hammer in her hand and, and goes softly over to him and drives little ears. I mean, maybe, yeah, drives the tent peg into his head where it hits the ground. I mean, this is like intense. And obviously, I love how the Bible says, so he died. I mean... I'm so grateful for that information. Uh, but gosh, I'm like, wow. And then listen what happens. So Barak, the leader, let's remember who is Barak. He's the leader of the Israelite army. He comes by, and there she is, JL. She's just hanging, hanging out outside the tent. And uh, he goes, um, she goes, come. I will show you the man whom you seek. Like, just so chill. I would be like, yo, I just like rammed a tent peg through the head of a dude and there was blood and brain. Like, I would be like, oh, I would just, but she's so like poised. Come and I will show you the man that you seek. It's like, I mean, that's kind of wild. Um, and when he went into her tent, there lay sister dead with the tent peg. So on that day, this is good news, God subdued Jabin, Jabin the king of Canaan in the presence of the children of Israel and the hand of the king, or the hand, gosh, I need to take this off. 
I'm so, I don't know what's happening. Is it like pre-menopause or is it Florida? My, it's, it's okay. Thank you. It's Florida. I like my Canadian pores are like, what's happening? Oh my gosh. Okay. Here's the deal. They got victory and, and Jabin the king was subdued. And for 40 years, it says the Israelite people had peace because Deborah rose up and Jael rose up. And I believe this is going to speak to us tonight. So Jesus, we thank you that you're here. You're already moving on hearts. And Holy Spirit, would you help me to bring your word to every single unique story in the room? In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Well, what do we notice about the beginning of this story is the very, uh, at the onset of it, uh, there are three things I believe that I really want us to take home and apply to our lives, and I'm going to give them away right now. Number one, if we're going to step into our calling and destiny, if we're going to rise up and be all who God has called us to be in a time and in an hour where, hello, the world needs leaders to rise up, God-fearing men and women, amen, to rise up and lead in their sphere of influence. Number one, we need to first wake up. Number two, we need to rise up. And three, we must remain. Remain, wake up. I don't know if you've been woken up in the night, if you've had small children, if you've raised children and now they're all grown up and they've left the house. I have been rudely awakened many times in bed where it kind of looks like this. I've had a bad dream. And you're like, am I in a bad dream? Like, it's like, am I having the bad dream, right? You're just kind of stare at your child. Is this a vision or is this real life? You know, like, you're like, should I cast it out? I don't know what to do. <laughs> right? But we can, wait. we can be rudely awakened out of our sleep. I remember it was recently my husband was doing construction, which was a skill I didn't know that he had. I was like, what a bonus. Um, he was, you know, sanding things in the basement, and so there was dust everywhere. And I guess because of that, it got into the fire alarm system. So it's about 3 in the morning. We are in REM. We are asleep, <laughs> like deep, deep sleep. And all of a sudden, it's this new system. So strobe lights, fire, fire, like out of nowhere. It's like fire. And then the, the strobe lights... I went from sleeping to up on my feet, my husband's up, and, and we ran right into each other. But it's, it's strobe lights, so I'm like, am I in a rave? Like, what's happening? So we're like moving, like, I'm like, what? Oh, get the kids. And then we, bam, we ram into the wall at the same time. While this is happening, I hear my daughter falling off of her uh, bunk bed Bang! I'm like, I will save you. I'm like coming through the hallway. And then my other Abby's falling over her desk like multiple times, right? It's the strobe. It was the strobe lights. All the while, my 10-year-old is asleep in the basement, which was what we were building at the time. And so I'm like, oh, he's probably so scared. He's probably calling up, mommy, you know. So I'm going down the stairs. I'm like, I felt like I was, I had some pretty cool moves. Uh, and I'm like, babe, I'm coming, I'm coming. And I get to the, and it's a fire, fire through the whole house. I get to the bottom of the stairs and I look at him like, babe. And he's like, what is that gift that from a young age men have? I'm like, what is this gift? And he wasn't wearing earplugs like my husband does. 
Um, yeah, he does wear earplugs, but it's fine. It's fine. Um, he heard the fire. <laughs> uh, so, so I was like, oh gosh, he would definitely, if this was a real fire, thank God it wasn't a real fire. Uh, he would have, uh, yeah, it would have been really bad. It's like, we need to do some training, but waking up out of a dead sleep. What is it? It's, it's, uh, wow. It's, uh, it was discombobulating. Is that a word? It's, uh, it's upsetting. It's frustrating. It's confusing, right? When you've been asleep, when you've been in a slumber state, being woken up, it's, it's unsettling. It's uncomfortable. And I sense that the Israelite people were in a slumber state. If you put yourself in their shoes 20 years, they were oppressed. 20 years, uh, the Canaanite people would come in and take their fruitfulness. 20 years in other parts on the, in Judges 5, uh, on the other side, in the, the song of Deborah, it says that village life had ceased. The highways and the byways were empty. I actually have shots of our city in the pandemic, uh, drone shots of our city where village life in our city had ceased. No cars were going downtown anymore. We were in lockdowns for, uh, well, over two years. It was wild. So I relate to this in a really unique way, and each one of us can relate to this. Uh, village life had ceased in Israel, but because Deborah woke up and went, wait a minute. I actually don't need to stay here. It, what does it say here in Judges 5.12? It says, awake, awake, Deborah. I sense the spirit of God even now is going, come on, awake, awake to, your, to what's going on in your world, what's going on in your family, uh, the opportunity at your workplace, the opportunity at your school. Awake to what God is doing. Awake and sing a song and then arise, Barak. Arise, Barak, and lead your captives away. The Israelite people had slipped into a spiritual slumber. And in order to take that next step where eventually they're going to rise up, what do we need to do first? Wake up. We need to wake up to the reality of what is going on in the world. They need to wake up to the reality of their slumber state. And maybe for some of you, it doesn't look like highways and byways in the natural Maybe for you, it doesn't look like village life in the natural has ceased because everything has kind of gone on as, as per normal. But maybe for you, it looks more like your dreams have, have gone dry. Maybe for you, it looks like the promises of God you've kind of put on a shelf and you've seen that part of your life kind of take a pause. Maybe it's not physical highways that are deserted, but it's roads we used to walk Dreams we used to dream, hope that we used to have, and the vision that we used to have that would get us out of bed in the morning. Maybe those are the places in your life that feel deserted. Maybe it's the hope that you had for your marriage, and now you look at it and it seems deserted. The dream has been deserted. Well, I believe that God is going, no, 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 come on, wake up. I still have a dream for you. I still have a plan and a purpose for you. And just like Deborah, it says, until Deborah woke up. Come on, imagine. I love the heart of your pastor who said, what if? What if? That's the dream in her heart for this gathering. What if? Well, I would say, what if you woke up? What if you woke up out of that slumber state to the reality of what God wants to do in your life and around your life? Amen. What fruitfulness has ceased in your life? That needs to be reawakened. I believe that the Spirit of God gave me a word that there will be some in the room where it's a reawakening 
There's the dreams and the plans and the purposes that maybe you've put on a shelf and you believe the lie that's expired. I believe that God is going to go, can we take that off the shelf? Can we reawaken some things that you've set aside? And there's others of you in the room who are going to awaken for the very first time tonight to, to the fact that there's a God in heaven who loves you and has a plan for you. Amen. Man, we need to wake up to the realities of there's lost people that still need to know Jesus as their Savior. Here's what I believe that the church needs to wake up to. Come on, there's some people out there who still need to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. We need to wake up to the confusion around identity, suicide being on the rise like never before at every age and stage. We need to wake up to social isolation leading to loneliness being at an all-time high Amen. Come on. We need to wake up to some things. We need to wake up to uh, people being, uh, you know, on anti-anxiety, anti-depression meds at an all-time high where we need to believe that God can give freedom and breakthrough. Amen. Amen. We need to wake up to wars and rumors of wars. So the reality that we're living in days, if, if, if you have your uh, ear to the ground and your heart towards heaven to know that, wow, we are living in days that we have never lived in before. And we need a strong church, amen, a bold church who is awake, amen, to the battle that matters. Come on, arise and shine, Isaiah 61 to 3. Isaiah 61 to 3, arise and shine for your light has come. Come on, this isn't a doomsday message. It might be alarming. There might be a bit of an alarming thing about it, but it's not doomsday because listen to this. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But, come on, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. Amen. Amen. When there's deep darkness over the people, come on, the church, what happens? It gets a whole lot brighter, right? Because hope lives here. Jesus lives here. Freedom lives here. Come on, we need to wake up and awaken to what God is doing on the earth and our part to play. Number two, rise up. Come on, rise up. There's something about storms. I know you guys, I mean, I'm talking to the choir here. When, when I speak about navigating storms, I have watched from afar, and uh, gosh, uh, you are so good at navigating a storm. Us, on the other hand, we're, we're good in a blizzard. I'm good in a snowstorm. But we actually had this tornado rip through our community, which isn't normal for our, our neighborhood. And I remember the, the looming sky and how it all of a sudden just picked right up. And this tornado went right through our property, and about 30 to 50 trees just boom. Within 20 seconds, they were whipping around and just boom, just our whole yard transformed. We live in a treed neighborhood. And gosh, it, it shook us literally, but also like deeply. Uh, and as, as I watched this storm, our kids just were shaking and crying. And what did I do? It's very interesting what happens in a storm and what gets squeezed out of you. I believe that storms reveal, right? Uh, it's a bit of a pressure cooker. It reveals what's in you. And uh, what did I do? But I went, hmm, every, all the power's out. I should probably go and get the ice cream. So me and my kids, we go over to the, I'm like, babe, it's going gonna, it's gonna to melt anyway. You might as well have a seat, get a spoon. So we just plowed, we were plowing our way through all of the ice cream. 
eating all the feelings. I was like, they're like, what about some chips? I'm like, grab the chips. Totally, grab the chips. They're not going to go bad, but let's do it. Let's eat all the feelings. And as I'm sitting there, eating my feelings, my husband comes up. Okay, and he, he start, he's pacing back and forth. He already surveyed the property and looked at every single tree. He's like, okay, nothing touched the house. And he's like, he's a doer on the Enneagram. And so he's getting things done. And I'm just like, you go, babe. And he comes in and he goes, listen. He's like, I'm going to, I, I got to go. I'm like, where are you going to go? We have no power. Like, where are you? He's like, I'm going to go check on everybody else. I was like, that's right, you are. That's a great idea. I'm like, you, that's, that's a way better thing than what I'm doing right now. And I immediately felt very bad about myself. And I was like, babe, go represent me, you know, to the community. And he went door to door, checking on everybody, make sure everybody was safe. What can I do? And I thought, oh, gosh, that is a better way to live. But there's something about storms right? It reveals what's in you and what's on you. I was surprised by my soul. I was surprised at where I went to for solace and comfort. Um, You know, I'm on a journey. And here's the thing about Deborah. I'm like, would I respond like Deborah? Would I see the need for leadership and rise up at a time where 20 years of oppression, would I go, oh, yeah, sure, I'll sign up for that. At the time, a woman leading in this way also wasn't normal. There's only about five to six uh, women prophets in the Bible that is recorded. And so this isn't normal for her to step into a leadership role, but she rises up. For such a time as this. And, and thank God for Deborah rising up. The truth is, uh, we don't get to choose whether we're born into a war. We don't get to choose what we're born into, but we actually get to choose, will I become a warrior? Will I become a warrior? Will I go, okay, God, yes, I say yes to you. I, I You know, we're all in the army of the Lord. What's that song? Like, no, no, maybe it's Canadian. Army of the Lord. Hey, okay, yeah, probably Canadian. Oh my gosh. Um, but we don't get to we don't get to choose, but gosh, my exhortation tonight is come on, choose to be a warrior. Choose to rise up. Because there are the many that are on the other side of your yes, of your saying yes to God. Uh, for some of you, you've got to rise up like Deborah and speak to the warrior within your husband. These are some of the ways where we need to rise up. I look at how, uh, you know, Deborah, the wife of Lapidoth, you remember. But I love how she speaks to Barak and goes, I got a word of the Lord for you. you. You are actually a warrior. And God wants to use you, and he's given you great victory. Don't you love that about Deborah? She didn't look at Barak, who wasn't leading at the time, who wasn't leading the charge, and let's go. Come on, let's go, warriors. Let's, let's take back the territory. No, actually, she found him in a state where he's like, I'll only go if you go with me, Deborah. You know, right? This is his headspace. He doesn't feel like a warrior. It makes me think of, of Gideon. Later on, after this, where he's found in a wine press, and the angel of the Lord comes to you and says, oh, great warrior, aren't you so grateful that we serve a God that will find us in a wine press, or they'll find us whining about the situation, and he'll go, oh, you're such a warrior. I see who you are. I know who you are. And don't you love the spirit on Deborah who calls out the warrior in Barak? I believe that the Spirit of God is going, that is your seat. 
If you're here, if you're in this room, if you're married, if you're married to an incredible man who you get to fall asleep beside and, and do life with, I pray that you are found speaking to the warrior within him. Come on. Or to the wild man within him. Come on. Come on, colonial. Yes. I pray to God that you're, you have the same spirit of Deborah who would rise up. That's a rise up moment, right, where you would speak to the warrior. Or maybe for some of you, uh, you've got to rise up for your children. You're raising littles or preteens or teenagers. You've got to rise up and speak to who they are in God. You've got to paste those scriptures all over your mirror in the morning so you can be reminded of, of the promises of God. Train a child up in the way that he should go. And when he or she is old, they will not depart. That's your rise up moment. Maybe for some of you, you're serving in the house of God. You're planted. You're serving. You're planted and flourishing in Jesus' name. But you've got to rise up and remind yourself why you said yes and remain and stay, in, stay at your post because there are many on the other side of what it is that you do and carry in your house. For many of us, there's a rise up moment and each one of you knows what it is. Each one of you has a sense of what God has called you to. And I'm here to say, come on, rise up a warrior. Rise up a warrior in Jesus' name. Now, I'm going to rabbit trail for just a moment. Because what I have noticed uh, in culture, it's on T-shirts. It might be a Canadian thing. But I've noticed a bit of a, a cultural uh, cry from T-shirts to mugs is the future is female. I don't know if you've seen it, but I've seen it in a lot of places, and I want to kind of like take a Sharpie everywhere that I go and, I, and, and kind of fix and do a little edit on the future is male and female walking together in unity in Jesus' name. And I believe we see this. Yeah, come on. I believe we see this in this story of Deborah where she comes alongside Barak, she speaks to the warrior in him, and, and he steps into his identity, she steps into hers, and together they have victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I believe the future is male and female walking together. The future is family. The future is uh, God's plan for the family. The future is not female. Come on. And I love, I know the heart of your pastor is to see this space and this environment be a place where it champions the family. It champions unity. It champions walking in togetherness. Amen. Amen. And we see that in this scripture. If you, if you will not go with me, then I will not go. There is something beautiful about that. And I believe that this house, as I watch from afar and as I lean into your house, I see that beautiful unity on your house. And I believe God does command his blessing there. Amen. Amen. Also, this scripture, it gives permission to all women to rise up. I don't know if you noticed, but it begins with Deborah. And it ends with JL, the Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, which 100% dates me. Some of you are looking at me like, what? <laughs> yeah, the original vampire show, right? That started all the vampire shows. But uh, it begins with Deborah, who, wow, whoa, what an incredible resume, right? We have the prophet, we have the judge, the leader, we have the one calling out the warrior, and then we have JL, who I'm like, yes, I relate to you, I relate to her, because where, where do we find her? It says in Hebrews 5.24, most blessed 
of all women is Jael, wife of Heber the Kenite. Listen to this. Most blessed of homemaking women. Other parts, other versions of scripture uh, basically say that she was, you know, raising her kids. She was home. She was somebody who was a stay-at-home mom kind of lifestyle. And I love that at the end of this story, it just includes it. It's going, okay, come on, this is for, this is for all of us. Uh, this is for wherever you find yourself in whatever season you find yourself in. And what's beautiful, also quite gory, but what's incredible about her story is when Sisera finds himself in her environment, which was her home, which was what she knew, which was where she was day in and day out, and he falls asleep, what does she do? She goes, what do I have in my house? And what do I know? Because here's the thing, she was in a tent. She was quite familiar with setting up a tent. There's some of us who are quite familiar with the daily grind, with what it is to raise a family, what it is to uh, take care of the people around us. Uh, maybe you find yourself in that season and some of you are like, gosh, I'm in that season of raising little people or grown people. Uh, and, and it's like, God, I want to be used. I want to be used by you. But I want you to know, and I've come all the way here from Canada to tell you that where you are and the season that you're in is a powerful season. And God wants to use you right where you are. Yeah, come on. Right where you are. In the season that you're in, never underestimate that God can use me right here where I am. Because JL, she took what was in her house and, and a tool that she knew, and she used it for the purposes of God. And she drove that tent peg right into the temple. And what it tells me is that God can use you wherever you are. Amen. So rise up. Come on. There's no excuse uh, for any of us, including myself, to rise up in the season that I find myself in. And number three, we're going to land here is remain. We're going to close really quickly. Remain. You know, the art of remaining. There's something so beautiful about those who know how to remain. I believe that, you know, if you've ever held a plank, anybody in the room who has held a plank, you know that the art of remaining is, is not an easy task. Not an easy task at all. And so the art of remaining is something I believe that, you know, we praise the big moves. We praise the, the transitions, if you will. Or we, we celebrate those who are making big moves for God or pioneering something new or beginning. You know, that's, that is praised in culture. Uh, but I believe that God wants to see a people who know how to dig deep and remain. Remain planted in the house of God. Remain committed in, in our marriages. Remain committed to raising up our children in, in the house of God in the way that they should go. Uh, I believe we need to make remaining sexy again. Hello. And, uh, and this is really, really powerful. I didn't read this earlier, but in Judges 5, it gives a little bit of the backstory to when the warriors came around Barak. And it's really revealing. It says, then the remnant in 513, then the remnant went down to greet the brave ones. The people of God joined the mighty ones. Excellent. But in Reuben's division, there was much second guessing. Okay, this is very real, very relatable. Much second guessing. Why all those campfire discussions, diverted and distracted? Okay, so what you're seeing is not all the warriors knew how to remain on the front lines. 
okay? Not all of them knew how to show up to their battlefield and remain. Reuben's division couldn't make up their minds. Uh, Gilead played it safe across the Jordan. He, like, kept a, a safe distance. And, and Dan, I love this, and Dan, why did he go off sailing? <laughs> I love that so much. That's so relatable to all of you Floridians. Why did he, like, where's he going? Where's Dan going, right? There's always a Dan, okay, or a Danielle, you know. Um, Dan, why did he go off sailing? Asher kept his distance on the seacoast, safe and secure in the harbors. But then listen to this. But Zebulun, I love him, risked his life and limb, defied death, as did Naphtali. Woo, love that. On the battle heights. Come on. They did not uh, step off the front foot of the battlefield. They stayed uh, front foot on the battlefield that God called them to walk in. And I believe that the Spirit of God would say to you, come on, there's something about remaining. There's something about not running off and going off sailing or getting distracted and diverted at those campfire talks. Come on, there's something about remaining in the battle that God has called you to personally show up to. And that battle looks unique. Maybe it looks like fighting for your marriage. Maybe it looks like fighting for your family. Maybe it looks like you're in a health uh, battle and it, it looks like standing in faith, surrounding yourself with people of faith, in environments filled with faith. I don't know what your battle looks like tonight, but I know that the Spirit of God is saying, hey, would you just remain with me? Would you stand with me? Would you be in my presence? Would you be in my word? Would you just sit with me and remain with me? Because here's a beautiful promise from God. Is, is he, he says, listen, I uh, remain in me as I remain in you, right? There's a promise that he remains with us, but it's our choice to remain with him. And so uh, may I just encourage you with that to remain with God if the rest of the team uh, can come on up. We're going to sing one last time, but I really sense uh, to pray for some people in the room that are saying, listen, uh, Julia, I just really sense that I need to wake up. I need to, yes, I have the slumber state. I relate to that. I relate to the slumber state. I need to wake up uh, to purpose. I need to wake up to the God promises across my life. I have put some things on the shelf. I've uh, set some promises aside, some dreams aside. As I said earlier, I do, I believe the Spirit of God is going, come on, we're going to reawaken some things. Some of you in the room need to reawaken uh, some, some dreams that have just gone dormant. I love that about the Spirit of God. Anything that man would call dead, he calls dormant, right? When he comes to the little girl, he says, no, no, she's just asleep. She's just asleep. I believe some of you would say, no, no, it's dead, it's gone. It's expired, and he goes, no, it's just, it's just asleep. You just got to wake up. And I believe the Spirit of God is going to do that for you here tonight. If you would stand up to your feet, I'm just going to pray first for a group of people who have yet to say yes to a relationship with Jesus. As I said earlier at the onset of, of uh, the message, I have been praying, and I know the team here has been praying, and we labor and we create this environment so that you can come to know Jesus personally as your Lord. And uh, that is why we do what we do. It's why we uh, create this kind of space. It's for you to come in. For you to come in and go, I'm home. I'm not just home. I'm home in him. 
And what's beautiful in the Word of God, he says he makes himself at home in us. He wants to make himself at home in you, but first we must, we must say yes to Jesus. With every head bowed, every eye closed, it's an incredible truth that Jesus came and he died on a cross and he took upon himself as he hung on that cross and he took the weight of the world upon his shoulders, all of our sin, which just so simply means where we've missed the mark, he took it upon himself and in his body, he took every ounce of judgment in his body so that we wouldn't have to bear that. And in exchange, he says, I wanna give to you forgiveness, my mercy, which is holding back the bad that we deserve. He's like, I wanna give that to you. And then he wants to extend his grace, which is that equipping to rise up and walk in all that he's created you to be and to do. And he wants to give that to you here tonight, but first we must say, Jesus, I, I need a savior. I've tried to live my life my own way. I've gone my own way. I've gotten distracted and diverted in different seasons, but I know I need a savior. I can't put my life together. Maybe you've been trying to put your life back together. And you would say, yeah, that's me. I need a savior. I need to know Jesus. With every head bowed, every eye closed, just to create some privacy. If that's you, if you'd say, Julia, I, I would love to say a really simple prayer. Why don't you throw up your hand with everybody who knows Jesus praying all around the room. If that's you, why don't you throw up your hand? You can put it right back down and we'll pray together in one voice so nobody feels left out. Amen. So good. Amazing. Well, hey, if you said that prayer once before, I'd love for you to just throw up your hands. We're just gonna throw up our hands to Jesus as a reminder of that day, that moment where we said yes to Jesus. All right, all in one voice, say thank you, Jesus, that you love me, that you died for me, that you took upon yourself all of my sin. And in exchange, you give me your mercy and your grace. I invite you, Jesus, to come and live in my heart. I wanna walk with you all my days. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I love you, Jesus. Come on, amen. Why don't you put your hands together? So good. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.